You're listening to Inside the 22. So Steve still hasn't given the podcast a listen back, so I'm just going to keep chucking in random edits of him that we get recording him this evening and uh, see how long we can drag this out for. Hope you've actually watched from this rugby this week, hey, Dales? What do you mean? I just have watched most of it, most of the six-minute clips, you know? So you haven't watched... Did you watch any full 80? I watched 40 minutes of the tiles on the train to Homebush. Okay. Which 40? First 40. Okay. And after that? The highlights. Okay. Inside the 22 in our prestigious Sydney location, Will Daily. We've got a win. We have a win. One win. I repeat, there's been a win. In 15 games against 13 men for 20 minutes. A win's a win. Doesn't matter if you win. And they still nearly won it at the end. Or by a mile, to quote the great Vin Diesel, a.k.a. Dominic Toretto from Fast and Furious. I'm not sure if you're looking for a career in broadcasting, you should be quoting Vin Diesel. That's that's a fair point. I'll take that on board. Thank you very much, Stephen. But no, yes, another good week. But it also might give you superpowers. You might be able to like drive cars into planes, you know, just have big car crashes and be fine. You Maybe know, I'll just wake up tomorrow and be absolutely ripped as well. And bold. Yeah. That's I'm more not, likely. Yeah, that's probably what's more likely going to happen, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, great, great week again for Super Rugby. Well, there was one, one good game. Actually, no, the Rebels, Rebels game was good as well. Um, the other the other three were a bit one-sided affairs, but definitely still some positives to take from all the Australian teams. Maybe not the force. Always glass half full, guys. Always glass half full. That's the attitude I'm taking this weekend. Anyway. Your glass is a quarter full, and you're still still going no, still up to the brim. They're one fifteenth full if you look at the the results from the first three rounds of Australian uh, Trans Tasman Super Rugby. It's like going to a pub and ordering a pint and being delivered a piccolo. Yeah, and be thankful for it. You know, that's all you can do in those moments. Sure. There's no point getting up in arms. I can't wait to walk into a pub with you and order you a piccolo. Because the next time, you know what's going to happen, the next time there's going to be two piccolos or three piccolos and eventually you'll get your pint. Of and coffee. And you'll say, this, is, coffee. this was all worth it in and the then, long run. With about six shots in it. And yeah. then you're going to be off your eyeballs for the next six hours. And I won't sleep. And if that's the case, if, if, if we get a clean sleep, clean sweep that's what's going to happen anyway so. you know you've only got two more rounds to get a clean sweep yeah it's, it's unlikely it's two shots it's, are you saying there's a chance no I'm there's, not there's a chance I'm saying there's no chance of there's it. a chance you got lucky this week no that's, that's not lucky the way that DMAC put his shoulder into poor Tate McDermott's chin like that that's not luck that's not knowing the rules he literally hit him in the gym from behind himself I don't it know was how remarkable. he did it He's a he's a shapeshifter that he's one. He's a slippery D-Mac. human being. I think the the mullet might have been weighing him down a bit, so might not have been able to get his head down or he something. Properly chinned him, didn't he? Yeah, he got him right in the jaw. But anyway, let's get to some ruggers. <laughs> so you're putting the notes: Force versus Hurricanes. Force looks solid for the first five to six minutes. And then you've gone on to speak about stuff I'm just going to say and then conceded 43 points unanswered. And that's enough of that. That's correct. They got uh, 
Two penalty goals to get ahead 6-0, looked all right, overthrew a line-out. And how about that hooker? Asafa? Oh, he's gone. What a oh gas. God. I, if... There might be a new best winger in Super Rugby. It's it, not yeah, Dane Coles. I was going to say, Dane Coles has just lost his 60-metre dash uh, sprint record held by a uh, front rower. Asafa Amua has just gone 60 metres in about three seconds. And... Um, Gone untouched, scored, and then it was a try-fest. Rayasi got himself a double. That, oh, shocking pass. Um, yeah, how about that? There was that intercept pass from Ian Pryor that just landed at the feet of him. He's just socketed it through, scooped it up. See you later. That's good tackers. Great tackers. And then um, by the end of the game, Hurricanes just absolutely toying with the force. Uh, chip and chase try. And then there was a, the last try came off about two or three no-look passes and wraparounds. Just people... People from the Canes just running absolute rings around the force and uh, ended up 43-6. And I think that's all we need to talk about that game. Mm, hopeless force. They were the hopeless force that, that week. Um, moving on then to Illawarra. The gong. A new location for the Crusaders to be an Australian team. We said last week that the Crusaders have never lost in the Wollongong. And that carried on after they played their first game. Correct. And so that record's still there. One from one. One from one. That's all right. One from one in the gong. Yeah, but once sounds again... Sounds dodgy, that. It what kind of podcast this is? It's not that. But um, once again, the Tars actually looked all right in attack. They got points on the board. They, they scored... Uh, they got 28 points in the end of the game. But um, just Crusaders too clinical once again. But every week, they seem to be improving, particularly um, some of the backs in the Waratahs squad. If you look at... Isaiah Parise, he's gonna he's gonna get some Wallaby caps next to his name, and so too is Will Harrison. Is he? He's playing out of position at fullback. Is and he he's gonna still, get some caps? He's is still he lead. Really? He'll get he'll get capped this year off the bench. He'll Has get, he played a game of fullback capped. where the T where the Tars haven't conceded fifty points? Did they concede fifty last week? Yes. Then no. So he's not going to get any Wallaby caps at 15. Oh, he's not the reason. <laughs> if you blame your fullback for letting through 50 points, that's, Listen, that's no, not his fault. I know you're speaking you, from you experience. You must be a five, uh, I know, five I know you're t- speaking the fullback's experience. I know that. I know that well, Dales. But if you're playing well, your fullback shouldn't need to make any tackles, let alone try and stop 50 points coming in. Well, I think you're a bit damaged um, after your years playing 15 um, to be the judge of that. I think you're seeing this few... Uh, through tinted lenses. No, he's, he's going to be good in a couple of years. Give, oh, give him a, a couple, couple years. years. He might play 23 oh, yes. for the Wallabies. No, give him 10. In, uh, in all seriousness, he's, he's looking better and better every week. He had a very shaky start to his Super Rugby career last year. But he's solidly improving. But big standout from the Tars, definitely Isaiah Parise. Bum- that bump. Bumped off Lester Fanganuku, which is absolutely no easy feat. That bloke's about 110 kgs, six foot plus. Absolute monster running at 13, but it bumped him off, no worries. Made another couple, another few line breaks throughout the game as well, put some big shots on. Um, he could be looking at a Wallabies cap this year. Be probably between him, uh, Ikatao and Paisami, depending on how Rennie wants to balance the back line out. Very but, good uh, guess from you on uh, Leicester Fanganuku's weight, the Hedels. Well, what is it? 109. 109. Oh, <laughs> oh, look close. at that, you know your ruggers. I'm a fucking noise, aren't I? Um, yeah, but sure enough, Crusaders, just too clinical. And I've, I've mentioned this last week, and I'm going to mention it a couple of times again today. Fucking New Zealand halfbacks just running support lines. Mitch Drummond did it again. Everything, the, the play, uh, 
I think it was Will Jordan might have uh, might have broken the line down the right side. Shock. And sure, yeah. And sure enough, there's uh, Mitch Drummond just waiting ten meters infield to his left for a two on one draw pass and scores. Again, it's just it's just what Kiwi teams are doing better than Australian teams at the moment. Um, that's one of the one of the things they're doing. Just, better. it's just, just that, that one thing. Just it's just nines running support yeah. lines that's going better at the moment. But yeah, no, there, there will be hope for the New South Wales fan base. You've got to remember, A, you're missing Australia's best rugby player at the moment in Michael Hooper, and B, most of the starting players have less than 30 caps and are under the age of 26. So it's a young squad. It's just the nature of the beast. There's a lot of raw talent that you can see on there. Um, in attack particularly, defensively, there's still a lot of work to do, but that's more that comes through coaching, which, to remember, they still don't have a permanent head coach. So keep... Keep back in the Tars if you're if you're a New South Welshman and, and do you do want to find any more union. excuses for the Tars. Hey, they're not excuses. It's it's just um, well, it's Harris just positives. playing out of position. That's not what if you if that's what you took out from what I said. They haven't got a permanent coach. That's been working well for them. It worked well against them against the Brumbies uh, in the Super Rugby AU. They almost bagged themselves a W. But um, yeah, give them give them a coach. Give them a couple of years to gel, um, and hopefully they will be looking like the Reds of maybe last year or the year before in, a, in two or three years and hopefully improve on that wave to maybe to where the Reds are now. You want to say anything about the Crusaders' performance, scoring 54 points away from home? It, it's just a clinical... It was just Crusaders. You, you, you literally don't need to say anything. You don't you. have to. It's just the Crusaders. It's expected. Like The Tires looked like they were playing good footy and then all of a sudden there's a line break and the Crusaders score or there's a, a knock-on from the Tires and the Crusaders score. It's just, it's just what they do. There's, yeah, it's what they it's do. nothing new. There's no new insights. Mm, our Brumbies, hey? Yeah, not. A, do you not want to just move on from this one as well? Uh, we should. We should do a little debrief. Kurt Eklund opened the scoring. Here's the debrief: Brumbies ten, Blues thirty-eight. <laughs> debrief over. No, there's a little bit more to it. Um, Blues got up. To there, a, there were eighty seven, minutes in the game. Seven, two halves. Game seven, of two halves. Yeah. Point lead. Um, Brumbies kicked a penalty goal, then uh, actually took the lead after thirty-five minutes. Another game where the Kiwi teams win the five to ten minutes on either side of half time, and just completely took the game away from the Brumbies. Um, Otero Black got a penalty goal with about thirty-seven minutes gone to take it to ten all, and then off that kickoff, uh, the Blues go two phases to score a try under the sticks through another half-back running support line. In the oh, you field. just love to see it. Finley Christie bumped off about five people within 30 metres. Um, had absolutely no merit scoring that, but he, he beat all five Brumbies defenders that came across in cover defence and uh, bagged himself the seven-pointer. And um, sure enough, seven minutes after the first half, Bryce Heem, who can't stop scoring tries He's at the gone. moment, he crashed over, and then that took what should have been a 10-7 lead going to the break to a 24-10 lead five minutes after half time. So and after that, momentum was all blues. Just shut the Brumbies out of the game completely. And then AJ Lamb scored the final try. Sorry, the second last try before Phil Alfinger got himself Which was definitely off. crossing. Was, yeah. Uh, they, did they have a look at it? No. Probably not. It's the way the Brumbies have played all their games in New Zealand. Been so, so unlucky. So I haven't had a, a good... Good run of the green with the refereeing um, to date, but hopefully that'll change this week with their first game back in the nation's capital. Oh, yes. And here we go. The big W. Can I talk about this one? No. Oh, you were no, very lucky. You on. were very lucky. No, there's no luck. I say you. You're claiming a Reds win. Super, can I remind you of the Super Rugby final? Please don't. 
James O'Connor, well, Tupo gets there, gets held up. Knocked it on. Smashes about four boys on the floor out of the way, which you can't do, and James O'Connor gets the fanboy. Fingers in the air when he gets up. Everyone's crowd's going wild, 40,000 at Suncorp. And that's the debrief over. Moving on to the <laughs> Rebels no, Highlanders. No, no. If there was ever a game of two halves, as as strong as that cliche is, uh, this was it. Halftime score of thirty-three to three to the Reds. Full-time score forty to thirty-four. How about these Chiefs nearly coming back? These Chief Chief Chiefs. That, it was ridiculous. But the thing, it wasn't even like the Chiefs didn't do anything crazy. It was just the Reds looked like they didn't care after about 65 minutes. The, the Reds should have put about... They were up at half-time, mate. That's half a win. They should have put 60 on them. They really should have. The The Reds got on the board early through a penalty try. Chase Tia Tia, who must have had absolute rocks in his brains going through that moment, where he just stuck the, the arm out, got himself a yellow card for it, and uh, a penalty try against his own team. Even I know that's bad. Yeah. Um, and then very shortly afterwards, Tate McDermott feeds a an awesome short ball to Isaac Henry. Who looks he's, really good, he does. He does look really good. He was his run on debut. debut. Run on debut. I think he's got a couple caps, a couple minutes um, off the bench earlier in the Super Rugby AU season. Um, and whilst Tate McDermott was throwing that ball, to which Isaac uh, Henry went untouched, Dave McKenzie has just come in and absolutely fleeced poor Tate. In the, um, in, the chops. in the chin, shoulder, no arms, direct contact to the chin, no mitigating factors. That's a red card. Brad Webber thought he must have seen a ghost. Can't when, believe when he, he appealed told. it. I, I don't know what Brad Webber was thinking. It's a that's been the rule for two and a half two and a half years now, and uh, D Max has gone and cost himself four weeks on the sidelines. So he won't be taking part in any more Super Rugby Trans Tasmans. Good for him to get a bit of a rest before the bladder side, though. Yeah, he, he, he might miss the first game, which I think it's either against Tonga or Fiji. Oh, no. Uh, How are they going to cope? I don't know. But there's talks of them, of his club side, naming him in the squad. Oh, of course. In that bye week after the Super Rugby trans Tasman, So that'll technically count as a week off and he'll be available for selection, which I'm sure they will do. But, yeah, after that, they uh, the Reds just piled points on. Um, through Henry Isaac Henry again, and then Vinavalu, and then the little tight head prop had a little pick and goo, got himself over there. But second half is a different story. Even the Reds still created a lot of opportunities, and they had the ball inside the Chiefs' red zone a lot. Um, Chiefs were able just to to hold them out, and get a couple of turnovers. But it was 50, in fifty minutes in, the score was still well. Sorry, the score was thirty three to eight after the Chiefs scored. Um, Reds hit straight back through Donguna to make it 40-8 to eight after 53 minutes. So in 27 minutes, it went from 40-8 to eight to 40-34. to 34. Um, Some and the, pretty hot scoring with 14, man. Yeah, and well, no, they, they, got, they had 15 with a new rule. You can oh, of bring, a, bring a replacement back on. Um, but the Reds butchered an absolute certain try two minutes after Donguna scored. Um, the replacement winger just came on. He had a two-on-one, kept the ball and carried. That was one Don of the Gunu worst things I've seen at a had professional rugby game. 20 metres of space in front of him with no one there. Would have scored for certain, would have got a double. Then that would have kept the momentum with the Reds. Um, sure enough, Lockie Bashir gets the, the penalty. Another penalty downfield, and then they get a rolling mall try. And then there's another try, takes it to 40 to 22 with five minutes to go. Caleb Trask puts his winger over through in the corner with a quick tap. 40-29 with two minutes to go. And then two phases off the kickoff. Sean Stevenson gets a dirty no-look pass. And guess what happens? 
Halfback runs the support line. Who would have thought it, Dale? Oh, my God. Under the sticks to make it 40 to 34 with a minute to play. And Salakai Lotu's massive defence was basically what saved him in that last minute, minute and a half. But um, Reds looked gassed after about 55, 60 minutes. Um, they, I, I think they just thought they had it, so they didn't really need to, to put it on there. I was actually a bit disappointed in all their subs not bringing that energy off the bench, which is a much needed, um, especially when you've got players like Tupo's generally playing 80 in and out every week. Uh, but very impressed with Harry Wilson. If you saw a highlight clip, and you had no idea what team he played for, you'd think he'd be the starting number eight for the Crusaders. He played that well. Uh, made some massive line breaks from eight, inside his own five-metre line, got up to the 45-metre mark, and then Bryce Hegarty, who had himself... The he best. needs to play with his head taped up more, I say. I think you might be right. There might be someone going with um, Bryce Hegarty. When he's got taped up after he gets a knock, he actually plays like a good footy player. He, no. had, the, he had the best game I've ever seen him play. And he was instrumental in all of, in almost all of their tries. He was the second best on ground for me after uh, Harry Wilson. After Harry Wilson. No, he was amazing. But um, yeah, Harry's one of those players that you look at the moment and go, that's what the Kiwi teams are producing across all of their all of their teams. They've got a, a gun back rower who can do that. If you look at the Canes, it's Artie Sevilla. The Blues have two in Satutu and... Um, uh, Kiriwani, Highlanders have Frizzell, Crusaders obviously have got about seven that can do that. Cullen Grace, he played with sevens with his brother. Um, but yeah, there's lots of positives, but also you've got to think, how can you not just ice that game out with 20 minutes to go? Doesn't bode well for when you come up against teams like the Crusaders away from home, does it? No, when you get 63 points put on you in the first game in Suncorp since you just won the comp. Nah. 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 Finally, Rebels Highlanders at our favourite ground in uh, Sydney, I think. Yeah, had to get moved to Leichhardt Oval due to COVID restrictions from uh, those bloody Victorians. But um, the Rebels are starting to put some put some games together. They looked all right, um, and they were still in the in the game well and truly until Jordan Yalisi, uh he gave away an offside penalty at the ruck. Looked at the ref, saw it, and went, ah, fuck, giving away a penalty. And then just goes in and kicks the ball out of Aaron Smith's hands because he got annoyed with himself. That was so dumb. That was petulant, I've, like a child. I've never seen a brain fart like that on a footy field in the last five Tried to years. claim he didn't kick it out of the ref. Yeah. And then was in like, front of the ref. And the ref's like, no, mate, it's cynical. They had a penalty advantage. He goes, oh, was it a penalty advantage? I thought it was a knock on. And the ref's just like, no, nah, go, go. And they were down. playing under another penalty advantage from before that. Yeah. So Double penalty advantage and he just boots it. What a moron. So he, he saw himself get yellow carded. They scored three tries in the time that they had the yellow card. Um, and then, the, But they actually they scored some points after that to get themselves back into it. So he, provided he doesn't go off there and doesn't just have a mental snap, they, they were well and truly in the hunt. Marika Corbetti finally got off the dark, crossed the line twice yeah, for a double. Yeah, just before that, he made the worst attempt at a defensive cover tackle I've ever seen. <laughs> I was just shouting at the highlights. What are you doing, you soft, soft boy? That's all right. He's he's got the got the duck over uh, well and truly. So hopefully we'll be able to see Marika score some more tries. Um, but yeah, I've been very impressed with his new five uh, eight for the Rebels, Carter Gordon. Getting I himself like him. involved. He's good. He's pushed out Tamua back to twelve, which I think is definitely Tamua's uh, natural position, um, especially when you don't have a ball playing twelve. Uh, I think Tamu is definitely, definitely a better a fit at twelve. 
than 10. But um, Highlanders, just too good again. Aaron Smith was crucial. Shannon Frizzell was pest at the breakdown. Um, and then their back three. Jonah Narecki sort an awesome solo try off the back of a, a botched pass. Just turns around, runs back 10 metres to collect the ball. Little chip and chase. Thank you. Goes untouched from 60 metres out. He's silky. He really is. So, um, yeah, it... If I really would like to see that game again without Jordan Ulysses putting uh, <laughs> out boot really to like to there. watch rugby without Jordan Ulysses playing yeah yeah look that that really just cost them the entire game and it's hard to put a full game on one player like that but that it's, really did it's hard as well when you're the Rebels you need to fight for every little yeah, margin every, you get every you margin. can't afford to do shit things like that can you no you'd, you'd hope that he's getting a massive spray and, and bought about 10 slabs worth of beer to try and make up for that over the weekend <laughs> Right, so two rugby transplantsmen, round four predictions. How many wins are the Kiwi teams going to get? Five done. Four, maybe three. The Force against the Crusaders. Uh, no Mwanga, no Whitelock, and no Sevu Reese for this week, all getting rested. They don't need them. They don't need them to get the win, but it won't be an absolute thrashing, I don't think. Well, hopefully the Force play better than they did last time. Because they couldn't really get over the gain line Unlikely. whatsoever. Unlikely. But blame jet lag. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm hoping Kurandrani should be back. He came back off the bench last week, so he should be starting. Um, so that'll bolster their back line a bit with a, a real line break threat. Um, but forwards, I don't think there's going to be too much change. Hopefully, uh, Ian Pryor can fix his passing mishaps up from last week. He threw a couple shockers from a halfback that uh, should never have gotten thrown. But I think Crusaders is still quite comfortably, maybe 15 or 20 points. Reds, Blues? Same starting lineup as the week as last week from the Reds. There's no massive at change. At Suncorp? Uh, this is... It should be at Suncorp, yeah. It's definitely... It's a home game. It's in Queensland, so it should be Suncorp. Uh, no massive changes for the Blues. The only big changes are Sarah Uru and Fraser McWright for the Reds uh, left off the bench and they're out of the match day 23 um, completely. So that'll bring down the quality of uh, players that quite clearly needed to um, in- reinvigorate the Reds coming off the bench last week after their uh, mishap in the second half. So I, I think it- if the Reds play like they did in the first half, they should be able to win this game. But the Blues have been... Blues are going to win this for me. Low-key. 13 yeah. plus. I think it's. I think it could be a bit, a bit like that. It might just blow it at the end a bit. Uh, we know how good the Blues are at scoring tries, especially late in games. I we think know how good the Reds are at conceding tries, yeah. especially late in games. Uh, I reckon it's going to be close to the first fifty, and then I think the Blues will, will take it by a couple of tries at the end. Highlanders Tars, giving the Tars any shot? I, I haven't seen the team list. It's not out yet as of Wednesday night when we're recording this. If there's a bit of a. Uh, Players getting rested. I'm hopeful the Tars are in with a shot. We know that they can score points. We just know that they let in a lot of points as well on the defensive side. So Tars going down on the line. What's the line? Thirty. The line is I think twenty three and a half. I think they'll cover that. I think it's again going to be about a fifteen twenty point deficit. Um, obviously, if it's a full strength Highlanders team, that'll that might change things. But I'm hoping for the Tars fifteen twenty point. They should be able to keep it to that. Landers 30 plus. So, Brumbies Canes. Where do we see this one going, Dallas? This is a tricky one. This is a tricky one because if it's anything like the Brumbies' performance last week, I don't see them having 
that good a shot. However, I don't think the Canes are going to be able to hold the Brumbies to produce that performance that they had last week. So I, I, I think you'll definitely see more of a, a traditional Brumby side and, and have a bit more flair and firepower um, across the park. Artie Sevilla should be returning in the starting lineup this week. Is Gary Neville back? There's no news about whether he's if back he is, yet. If he is, Brumby's 13 plus. But I'm hopeful. It's been a while now. He picked that injury up in the first. Oh, sorry, in the, in the Super Rugby AU final. Um, James Slipper and Pete Samu have both been out since the quarterfinal. So you'd think that with those injuries not being season-ending, that they'd be quite close to coming back. I'm really hopeful they're all back. If they are. Brumby should win this 13 plus, but that's always the question, isn't it? But. But are they going to be back? Chiefs so, Rebels. Chiefs Rebels. Chiefs 28 million plus. No, Chiefs have no DMAC. He'll be sitting out, as uh, previously discussed, in the naughty corner for the rest of the Trans Tasman comp. Um, I still think the Chiefs are too good. Uh, Caleb Trask last week stepped right up into that first playmaker role. Uh, when McKenzie was off, so he did an amazing job leading the Chiefs around the park. They've still got players like Leonard Brown and Boshier and Brad Webber running around who are no scrubs by any means. So I think this one could be close. I think Chiefs 1-12. to mm, Huge. Yeah, uh, I don't hate it. I think the Rebels have shown enough in the last couple of weeks, shown enough improvement that they, they can score points. Now Marika's off the duck as well. Hopefully he can get some uh, clear space and, some, uh, and a lot of ball in his hand early to try and uh, ignite the firepower. Within the Rebels. Yeah, well, it's going to be an interesting week of ruggers. We'll post some bets on our Instagram, I think, that we make. And we'll uh, and we will show you how much money we lose. Mm, yes, correct. Do you want to hear a joke? That no, I've come up but off I the don't top have of my a head? choice anymore, do I? Hey, Dallas. Hey, Steve. I love eye jokes, don't you? Yeah. The cornier, the better. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Next. What's the next one on your Instagram feed? No, off the top of my head. Midwives, they, have, they deserve a lot of respect, hey? They do, actually. They really help people out. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that took a couple seconds to, to register. I actually don't hate that one. Do you want one more off the top of my head? One more. Poop jokes aren't, aren't my favourite kind of joke, but they're a solid number two. <laughs> I actually like that one. <laughs> that's good. I think that's the only one I've genuinely liked after what almost two years of doing the podcast. The cornier, the better. No, that one was horrific. But as always, you can find more of Steve's jokes if you go to www.insidethe22.com and they'll be on uh, the podcast section of our website. Um, otherwise, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, if you just type in Inside the 22, or on our socials on Instagram at Inside the 22 Pod, or on Facebook, just search for Inside the 22. And as always, we'll leave you on one of Steve's shit jokes. Mm. Uh, oh, pun the pun. You all seem uh, busy. Yeah, we'll see you Will's next week. Will's a solid number two for me. Oh. Uh. Thanks, thank you, Steve. <laughs> Uh, you all seem busy, so we'll uh, we'll let you go.